Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 513. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio, the show where we help entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs from around the world to skyrocket their sales and multiply their profits. I am your host, Kelly Roach. Now let's get down to business. Jay Abraham is known as the $21.7 billion man. He is perhaps the most sought after, most highly paid marketing consultant in the world. He has worked with businesses of all shapes and sizes globally to solve virtually every business problem you could imagine. He is someone I have studied and followed for years, and he is perhaps the most prominent eloquent and strongest leadership voice of reason there is in the business growth space. I am honored and excited to have on the show today, Jay Abraham. Okay, so guys, we have with us Jay Abraham, the one, the only, someone that I've been studying fanatically for years, someone that I so highly respect and am so proud to have on the show today. Jay, welcome. So happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, definitely. So you are like the father of all things, profitable, successful, scalable entrepreneurship. You're like the voice of reason in this crazy land that we work in, um, where so much of the principle and strategy on which businesses have been built has not carried over into online entrepreneur land, like I like to call it. I think you and I are are kind of people out there trying to bring some of that stuff into the mix. But I always like to say, Jay, that everything has changed and nothing has changed, right, in the world of business. That's great. It's well put. I mean, I think that the mechanisms of, you know, the the vehicle, the the vehicles of of conveyance may have changed, but the dynamics that make them work or not work have not changed. Yes, that is like... So perfectly said. I, I couldn't have said it that way, but that that's exactly it. And, you know, for you, Jay, you're such an educator. You're such an advocate. You're always going out there, not only reinforcing the principles, but then always bringing a new spin and dynamic to what you're bringing to the market. What do you feel are some of the most important things when you're getting out there today? I mean, you're traveling the globe teaching. When you're out there and you're looking at the things that you know, entrepreneurs of today are overlooking or really not recognizing as relevant to their long-term success. What are some of the biggest things that you would say you would want to remind everybody of in, in the audience listening today? Jeez, it's a lot. And I, I, I know <laughs> my offices are right uh, smack in the center of a private uh, airport runway and there's helicopters and, and planes taking off all the time. So if there's diversion, I can't change it. The first thing is I think they have to understand that if they are in business, they should be in business for the long haul. And if that's true, they have to play a long game. Most, a lot of the online people are really elongated promotions and they don't know it and they're very tactical. I think you have to learn to be very strategic and the only tactics you should ever use are ones that advance and enhance your long-term game plan. I think you can't stay in business long-term if you don't really provide a distinctive and a superior value and you can't offer a value until you understand, first of all, what the direct and indirect competition is offering and what they're not and what where you fit in on the food chain, what your niche or your gap is going to fill and 
make sure that you understand what your market, your target market defines value as being, which is very tricky. I think if you're going to be distinctive, you have to be preeminent. And preeminent means you have to really care enough about the betterment, the protection, the enhancement your product service company provides to your target audience. And you have to really live with an understanding of that. And most people don't. I think that you have to be able to add, uh, you have to invest first in your market before you ask your market to invest in you. And I think that alone is a distinction most people don't get. And I think having people go to your website and, and opt in and not know what they're going to get and giving them a, a superficial teasing something is, is not the answer. I think that uh, you have to first understand, appreciate, respect, uh, acknowledge who, what, and how your market really operates, not just the one application of what you're doing, but sort of understand their life and context of what they're buying from you. I think you've got to give you a bunch of things. I think most people don't come close to maximizing the qualitative performance of anything they do because they don't test enough. They don't understand uh, all the access vehicles available. They try to get one, you know, they do one trick pony and that's all they do. And I, that's not how you build a sustaining business. I can go on and on, but that's a start. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much there. And, and it's funny because, you know, our, our styles and personalities differ, but a lot of these are the concepts that we talk about on the show quite a bit. And you mentioned the gap. We talk about selling to the gap like extensively here because it's so interesting. There's so much me too marketing, but there's very few people. And I guess it's that idea of preeminence like you were just talking about. There's very few people who actually care enough to truly understand the gap in their market and then do the work to go fill that gap in a superior way, you know, adding more, more value, making more effort, distinctively, you know, filling something in that no one else is. Everyone's very quick to say, well, we do that too, right? Uh, yeah, so maybe you can talk a little bit more about that idea of preeminence because we've never had anyone on the show to talk about that before. I know that's something that you have taught on so extensively for such a long time. Yeah, no, I'll be happy to, but, uh, uh with full disclosure, I haven't discussed it for a long time, so I'll have to dust off the catacombs of my mind. That's okay. Dust them off. Dust them off for us, Jay. <laughs> so many, many years ago, I was blessed to have a client that was the leader in a very competitive uh, industry. They were three times bigger than anybody. They were approximately three times more profitable. They, every one of their dynamics and metrics outperformed everybody else. And uh, they were a client, but they also were a, a fabulous, fabulous uh, reference point to me of what you could do when you, when you elevated your whole business above the maddening crowd. And I spent, this is just context and background, I spent, I traded them a half a million dollars of consulting for the right to deeply probatively uh, analyze, interview, assess everybody in their organization to figure out what they were doing. And I distilled down a thousand pages into what I called the strategy of preeminence. It's, it's propelled a lot of businesses over the years uh, 
uh, things like, uh, I mean, the guy that did Planet Fitness use it, uh, Damon John uses it, Tony Robbins uses it, lots of people use it. Uh, basically, the key elements are, number one, you want to be seen by your market as the most trusted advisor in the category and the only viable solution they could possibly choose for whatever the outcome, performance, whatever the benefit your product or service uh, provides. You can't achieve that if you don't attain the position of being this most trusted advisor. And as an advisor, you've got to be willing to tell them what's in their best interest. And sometimes that is not buying from you. Sometimes that is not buying your basic mm -hmm. something. Sometimes it's buying more. Sometimes it's buying more combinations. Sometimes it's buying longer. You have this moral obligation to give them the best reason advice. You've got to have a perspective that is meaningfully different than the maddening crowd mm -hmm. because you have to basically be seen as somebody who is going to provide them with a focused understanding that nobody else has. You've got to basically shift. Oh, you got to find the ability to express in words and mental imagery that which no one's ever communicated, which helps put into clarity what they're trying to get close to or away from and the outcome, the benefit, the, the impact of that. And it's a really powerful, uh, powerful advantage when you get it. You want to basically move your focus from falling in love with what you do or the industry you're in or wanting to have the highest performing company to instead falling in love with the clients you serve and living for the purpose of making their lives better, safer, richer, happier, healthier, you know, rich, whatever, whatever your yes. service. Yes. Does. You want to be able to communicate in terms that show them the, a future. You want to be base, a better future. You have to always have a hopefulness in everything you do for your client. You, your client is threefold. The first are the ones that, that pay you, the others, are the ones you pay. You've got to be committed to grow and develop everybody in your organization. And once so you be on a mission, a crusade, I can go on and on, but they're very powerful and, and most people don't get it. Yeah, no, most people, most people absolutely don't get it. And, and I think that there's a lot of kind of scary but opportunistic trends happening in the online space right now. You know, I think everyone's, I think the overwhelming short-term thinking and short-term decision-making that a lot of people are operating under, you know, I think a lot of businesses are going to go over the cliff, right? And I think that, you know, for people listening that feel like they offer something of extreme value and they're playing a long game and they're willing to do the work to you know, step into that role that you just described, Jay, I think there is such an unbelievable abundance of opportunity, but you have to be willing to play it out. But I, you know, I think it's really, I think some people are very almost like concerned and, and you know, frustrated by these trends in the market. And I, I think that there's an opposite stance, which is that there is so many people that are rushing for that short-term win, that quick, fast, overnight success, and there's almost no one over here that's like, you know, playing that long game and really looking at where are things going in the future and how can I step into that role when everybody over here, you know, wakes up and realizes, oh my gosh, this bubble just burst, or everyone just went over the cliff together. So I, I, I love having someone like yourself on the show to talk about these concepts because 
everything has changed and nothing has changed. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the brand that really serves at that level where, as you described, you know, they are putting the customer first, it's a lot easier to grow. You know, it's a lot easier to grow. I think it's a lot harder when you're, you're swimming and circling the drain with everyone else, you know? It's, it's very beautifully graphically. Yeah. See, I believe that uh, there's a real, there's a tragedy out there because there are a lot of providers of tactics who really, they've never really grown a sustaining business. They don't understand yes. it. Uh, the, 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 I mean, sellers of tactics, excuse me. The buyers of the tactics, for some uh, uh, unimaginable reason, think that they're getting access to something very powerful when in fact the sellers don't want to just sell you the tactic. They want to sell it to a million of you. So you have no advantage. If the tactic works, it's short lived. Right. And when everybody gets it, it's marginalized. And then now you need another tactic and another tactic. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to get you short distances. It's not really an enduring power force to build a sustainable business that basically, you know, lives a long, rich, evolving life and i think it's very tragic because most people don't really have a clue how to play the game of business to really win it in a way that and success and victory is a byproduct we're rewarded in our lives for the for the quantity quality consistency of of uh of i guess i would call it of either uh opportunities or protections or or uh, or solutions we provide to the marketplace and i don't think people really even grasp what business is all about no no i i, I agree i agree so when you're going in so you're doing mostly private work now you said yes. right jay so you're you're going really deep with people and like just totally like blowing up their entire idea of like where this is going and then helping them reframe it to, to take it to the next level. Right. So what are some of, you know, if you look at, you know, going into 2020, you know, what are, what are some of the things that you would remind everyone to take a second look at in their business? You know, when we talk about short-term versus long-term and sure. what it really takes to sustain a business over time. Well, I mean, I'll give you a, a rat tat tat a stream of consciousness litany. So the first thing is if you're tactical, you better learn strategy. And this is strategy uh, education uh, is a longer discussion, but the odds are very high unless you're a very sophisticated business that you're tactical. So you'll have a great advantage if you can move to strategy, number one. Number two is if you want to uh, exist and endure for a long time, expand your business so it's not dependent on one revenue source, uh, one category of business. Uh, number three is uh, constantly reevaluate. There's a quote by Socrates mm -hmm. that I love, a life unexamined is a life not worth living. A business that's not constantly examined and reexamined from a multitude of, of uh, vector points, excuse me, one second, it's got something in my eye, is not worth owning. And I mean, I have clients look at everything. First of all, you know, 
uh, how your ad's performing, you know, what the differential is between different sources, different types of buyers, lifetime value, yield, what happens if you add one more dimension to make it easier to enter the, 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 the relationship, what happens if you add one more dimension at the end, you know, what do you do with all the people that don't buy? Why do people not buy? We had some, I mean, we've, we've identified over my life 60 or 70 impact points in a revenue system that most people don't even recognize yeah. can be either enhanced or enhanced or they are right now deterrents and they're not even aware of it because it's more micro and, and sub, uh, sub uh, processes. We look at everything from, uh, you know, from, I mean, we've got all these very, very significant high performance factors that I deal with, with larger companies that have a lot of meaningful parts. But the first thing is, if you don't know what your direct, indirect competition is doing, if you don't know what people are buying before, during, after, instead, then you can't really maximize anything you're doing. Yeah. If you don't really study what people are saying they liked or didn't like and review sites about competition, about related. I mean, you just, I mean, intelligence is the power to be, I mean, you, you, no one has more than 24 seven, few small, medium entrepreneurs have a lot of capital. The only advantage you have is to learn to outthink, out strategize, yeah. out market, out, you know, out contribute, out position. And you can't do that if you're not constantly trying to grow, experiment and invest most, you know, the big, the biggest company, you said you work for a large company, major mm -hmm. corporations spend millions, sometimes billions on research development, basically yeah. experimentation, which is looking for breakthroughs. Entrepreneurs spend nothing. You know, Why afraid, does, yes. Invest. Yes. And they're afraid to invest, but also, why, why or how in the entrepreneur space do we not embrace testing and research and trying new things? And like, it's like, it's like people have gotten in this mode of thinking where if it's not already proven, I'm not going to do it because I need guaranteed ROI right now. And it's like, if the only thing you ever do is something someone's already done, like, how do you ever create something great? It's so crazy. Well, it's, it's very well stated. And people don't understand that if you master the art of testing, the market will always tell you what to do to grow. Mm. What, what media to use, what proposition to use, what offers to use, what prices yeah. to use, what processes to use, what, you know, I mean, and, and you, you can be a, a masterful genius. I had a friend uh, a couple of years ago that started with, with $100 in his college dormitory. And just by parlaying and testing, he built it to a total of a billion dollar business. That's how powerful it can be. And most people basically, tragically, they try to tell their market, which is dumb. And right. they believe, you know, they'll buy, they'll buy methodology that somebody is selling to 100,000 people. And it's all over the place. It's been diluted it's been marginalized and they'll start doing it and then they're amazed when it doesn't work i mean it, i we invest constantly in experimenting for our own account mm -hmm. we get our clients mm -hmm. to test i mean we we've tested everything from changing headlines and you know multiplying yield 
five, six, seven times, changing offers, changing position, changing uh, bonuses, changing media, changing the way people who have salespeople engage people in the beginning and tripled closures. And when you have that kind of upside leverage for no more cost, effort, time, and people don't constantly try to identify and experimentally discover breakthroughs, it's shameful. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So I've, I've read, you know, books of yours in the past. I, but one of the books I, it's probably sitting on my shelf right now. Let's see if I can see it. Oh, it might be over to the side. Um, get everything you can out of everything you've got. That's a great book. I, I literally say it because it's got it 30, is, 300 stories in it. And by the time, so what happens every time I pick it up, Jay, is I get like two pages in and then I get so many ideas that I'm like, shit, I'm going to start over again because I like run off and I'm ready to go. You know, that's the amazing thing is that although what you teach is very sophisticated and you help companies do these extraordinary things, the way that you bring it to the market you know, everyday entrepreneurs can understand it and take action on it. And that's what's, you, you have a kind of really special thing going on there because I think a lot of times it's either oversimplified, dumbed down, not really the breakthrough stuff that you need on one hand, or it's the person that actually does have the sophisticated strategy, doesn't know how to distill it down so that yeah. everyday people can access it, right? Well, there are, yeah, that's very well stated. There are universal principles that work honestly, equally as well for a one man or woman yeah. business as a, as a 10,000 person one, but they don't work if you don't work them. Yes. And the problem with most people is they're looking, they're looking for a no F they want to basically make a yes. million dollars in their underwear watching yes. Oprah, yes. you know, two hours a day and you can't do it. I mean, you have to really, you want, you want success, you want greatness. I mean, there's a price to pay, but it's a bigger price for mediocrity. Mediocrity is much more more costly. It's much less satisfying. It has a, you talk about a dead end. It takes you to a dead end sooner yeah. or later. And it's a waste when the same time effort properly harnessed could basically produce for you a life of joy, satisfaction, prosperity, contribution, meaning, yes. uh, you know, fulfillment. And it's sad to me that so many entrepreneurs lead that life of quiet desperation and they don't need to. They don't need to. And that's, and I want to be so respectful of your time because I know we, we are running out on time here, but that is such a, a poignant, like important place for people to recognize because if you are willing to make the effort to do it and effectively and go through what it takes to do it effectively, it is actually not more work to get all the rewards and all the results and to see the outcomes from it. But I think that, you know, we play in this box sometimes and allow ourselves to do less than what is truly possible and what we're truly capable of. It's actually not less effort though. It's actually just as much effort. It's effort inserted kind of the wrong way, I think. And that was such a good point that you made there. Well, I got I got uh, trained by masters in how much more upside potential there is in everything we do, in actions, efforts, access to markets, uh, what you can do with a prospect, what you can do with a buyer, what you can do with media, what you can do with, with uh, relationships, what you can do with, uh, propositions, what you can do with messaging, what you can do with words, what you can do with now video. 
Mm-hmm. And when you have that kind of performance power in your hand and everybody's got access. When I started, I'm much older than you. If you wanted to test something, it would take months and cost right. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now you can get a freemium. Yeah. You can put on your, on yes. your website or on your uh, whatever, whatever uh, social media and you can have answers instantly. You can test multiple things and yet, Almost nobody does it. Yeah, no, it's it's so true. Well, I say all the time, it's actually become so easy that we make it hard because people don't know what to do with themselves. Like I, I talk about this with my audience all the time. I shared it with you. I do almost all of my sales just live video. Yeah, and the great. fact the fact that we can even do that, the fact that we can even do that for free from our phones, oh. from our home office is mind blowing. So guys, you know, there's so much goodness that Jay has here. I've been a student of Jay's so, for so many years. If, if people are getting started with your work and they were going to go get one of your books today that you would say is a good starting point for our listeners, what book would you recommend? Well, the, one, the one you're talking about, we originally, I was going to retire three or four times. And when we wrote, <laughs> when we wrote the one you referred to, okay. everything, which they can get gratis on my website electronically. I think it's still sold. It, it was going to be my, um, you know, my showcase. So other than it's antiquated on the internet, it's got 336 examples. It's very rich. It's not teaser it wasn't written to try to yeah. get people to buy something else it has no ulterior motive and it's very very fun read it's got fabulous yeah. stories that make you laugh but in between them are nestled very very powerful conveyance of methodology and strategy and shifts in in elevated thinking i would say read that you know we've, we've done 12 different books. Most of them are a little more sophisticated, but yeah, they can get it gratis on my website and lots of other things. But yeah, I mean, the only thing I say to everybody, and and I'll give you a a really cool conclusion and you're, you're a good interview. I'm enjoying you and you're very passionate. You got a very, very impressive style is uh, most people and most small entrepreneurs, medium, they struggle by asking themselves the wrong question. Uh, it's a silent, it's a non-verbalized question, but they're tormented by thinking, am I really worthy of this goal? Can I really make a living? Can I stay in business? Can I support my family? Can I can I turn this little enterprise or this lifestyle business into a, a vehicle that can support what I want for my future? When they realize how much more is possible from time, effort, opportunity, access to market, technology, contribution the right question is not to ask am i worthy of the goal it's is this goal worthy of me because there's so much more they could do if they wanted to be preeminent if they wanted to be strategic if they wanted to play a long game if they wanted to be great value creators and if they wanted to really embrace the the intoxicating thrill and the absolute joy of true entrepreneurship so good. So good. And that is such a great note to finish this interview on, Jay. And it has been such an honor. I'm such a huge fan of yours. I'm so happy that my audience got to hear this little bit of you. So uh, The Ultimate Entrepreneur is your show, correct? Uh, that is our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys can check that out. Go to jayabraham.com. Jay's Abraham.com. Yeah. There's lots there. They can have lots of fun and we don't try to sell them anything. It's it's mostly a contribution and a lot of cool stuff, but entrepreneurship is a privilege 
And if you don't really uh, appreciate it and respect it, you should probably get a job. Yes. Yes, that's it. And then, and it's work and it's making a lifetime commitment to it. So thank you for being here. Thank you for You're all the wisdom welcome. that you shared. Guys, go do yourself a favor. Go order a copy of the, the book that we talked about on the and show today. It gratis. It's yeah. just there. It's, it's, it's in Dubai. It's no problem. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jay. Have a good one. Thanks for joining. Hold on. One more thing before you go. As a valued listener of Unstoppable Success Radio, I want to help you build your business, not just during the times that you're listening to the show, but all day, every day, every week of the year. I have a new Facebook group called The Tribe of Unstoppables, and it's a place for you to come gather with other successful, driven, passionate entrepreneurs, creating financial freedom for their families, and building a life and legacy of impact and significance. If you want to be a part of the community where you can network, get leads, gain referrals, build your business, and get unbelievable free trainings for myself and my team, go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. That's kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. Or you can just pop into Facebook and search Tribe of Unstoppables. Drop me a note and let me know when you join. Can't wait to see you there.